Morning, everyone. It is time for broadcast. Here we are, back prime time on the Sunday nights when you used to have to watch Heartbeat and Last of the Summer Winds and Songs of Praise. Fuck all that. It's the new home of broadcast here on Sunday nights. My name is Billy Kirkwood. Don't worry about Googling me. I've never heard of me either. Let me explain exactly how this show goes for you. It is put on by the sexy motherfuckers at Broadbeard Oils. And what we do is, is we get to meet not only people from the Broadbeard, bearded, moustache, alternative lifestyle community, but we get to meet interesting folks from all around the world. We have had DJs. We have had ninjas. We have had models. We have had barbers. We've had pro wrestlers, comedians, uh, MMA fighters, and so much more. And the way it works is, is we take a little bit of time from your day, get chilled out, have a conversation, and have ourselves a bloody good time on a Sunday night. So I tell you what, whatever you're doing, however your weekend going, forget about the weekend, it's just about to start. Let's see, grab yourself a beverage and join us for a bloody good broadcast. Before we kick things off, there's a couple of little favours you could do. The show is entirely free, but if you feel like it and you're feeling generous, why not head over right now to Brawl Beard's social media. You can like them on Facebook and follow them on Instagram, and of course, you can follow them on Twitter. Make sure to check out some of the amazing products. As the world is opening up, you can head out, get yourself some good gear. Uh, by that, I mean clothes, beard oil, mustache, not drugs, unless that's the way you want to go about it. Head over, check all that stuff out. Hiya, Janie Godley. I hope you're absolutely fucking amazing. There's an absolute legend giving life right there. Uh, she's tuning in on a Sunday night. I hope everyone is amazing, Janie. I hope you're great. But head over, check out all the stuff from Broadbeard. We're going to have ourselves a good time. Right, our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, we thought we'd do something a little different on the Sunday nights. And as we're kind of opening it up a little bit, we've got ourselves a live broadcast. Uh, thank you, Janie. That is absolutely amazing. An absolute sweetheart, Janie Godley. Uh, the way it works is uh, we thought we fancied the idea of doing a little bit of a podcast takeover. How does that sound? A little bit of a podcast takeover. What we do is we reach out to some podcasts that we love. We thought we'd meet the people behind it, have a little chat with them, make a nice and relax, and have a bit of fun on a Sunday night. And today we are excited because from Teapot One, we are going to talk to the amazing Mr. Bruce Smart. And I believe Bruce is sitting there. Wait, come on, Bruce. How the <laughs> devil are you? I'm good, Billy. Thanks very much for all that. How are you? Yes, yeah, I, I, I am all right, mate. I am all right as much as we can be, are we? We never know how <laughs> uh, exactly these things are going. We've got people tuning in from all around the world. Lots of people saying hi, Bruce, as well. Uh, first of all, we'll kick it off. You are uh, the brains, brawn, beauty, shall we say, behind uh, Teapot One. All counts there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very interesting Twitter bio, uh, Twitter bio, Twitter bio, uh, Twitter, Tinder. Who the fuck knows at this point? Do you know I did a I did a video announcing we were moving nights all day, and people were convinced I was pissed. This is water, I can assure you. Of course it this is. is. Of course it is. This, is. this is water. But Bruce, I believe you have a, yourself a beverage there before we kick off. I do. Yes. Yeah. Here else, biggest and you, Slangs. Ah. Right, uh, for let's, let's get in about it. You are first of all, you're down in Kent, just in case anyone is is hearing the accent and they're thinking two hairy Scottish boys just having a chat. I could see this on any street corner <laughs> in the west coast of Scotland. Uh, you're, you're down in Kent, mate. Is that right? I am. I am. Uh, I moved down to England back in 2000. So, born and bred northeast of Scotland. Okay. Lived in Glasgow for a while, and then um, moved to London. So, Teapot One, mm -hmm. tell me what is, for the, for the layman, someone that's uh, coming across the podcast for the first time, let's pretend I've never heard of it, what is Teapot One? Right, it's quite a long story, and I'll I'll be as succinct as I possibly can. Um, 
I'd always wanted to to ride motorbikes, never done it. Okay. I'd always wanted to travel, I'd never done it. Uh, right. My folks were sort of anti-bikes, so it was just, it's not something I had in, you know, when I was growing up or anything. Okay. And then early 30s, sadly, my mum my uh, had been diagnosed with, with cancer. It's part of the reason I moved down to London, because my mum was English and uh, my dad worked in the oil. So right. when she was diagnosed, she wanted to be back with like her family down south while my dad was away. Uh-huh. So um, uh, mum's cancer was was bad. She fought it for like 10 years or so. And, and towards the end, it was getting really bad. So I moved her in with me while she was going through treatment. And one day... Long way round came on the telly. You know the Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman thing. Oh Ever yeah, I mean every, everyone. If 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 I, I think it's had several different incarnations, but Long Way Round when that first aired was like was was absolutely huge. First of all, was. he was Obi Wan Kenobi, and you know, <laughs> uh, and I think it's probably the first time we'd ever seen a travel log like that. Aye. Like everyone got bored. I think it was maybe it was on Sky, maybe it was on Sky. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but it seemed to be everywhere. Right. Aye. So you watched that. What influence did that have on you? Well, I I, I saw that two thousand and four. My mom and my mom bought me the actual DVD box set for cool. Christmas one year, and I watched it and always thought, oh, that's something I want to do. I'd love to do that, but you know, can't can't afford it. Can't do it. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Fast forward about four or five years. Mom's now in my flat, <clears throat> sat on the the couch, not very well as she's going through treatment, and mm-hmm. it pops up on like Dave or something like that. And I started to have a moan and just say, you know, it's all right for him, Hollywood celeb, all that money, blah, 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 blah. And my mom just turned around and she said, look, you've always spoke about riding a bike. You've never done it. You've always spoke about travel. You've never done it. Don't get to my stage where you're facing the end and you regret what you've not done in life. You know, as far as we know, we get one chance. So look after those that you love, but live your life. Wow. like th- those three words are pretty much my my mantra for life now. Live your life. So there and then, uh, I went online and I booked my bike, like you know the intensive one week course to to yeah. do your bike test, uh-huh. direct access. So I did that. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the time I'd done that, mom was very unwell, and she she decided she wanted to go to a hospice. She didn't want to to pass away in my flat. So okay. uh, the day I passed my test, I, I'd, I'd bought a brand new bike already. It was sat there waiting for me. So I picked my bike up, put on my, my leather suit, rode the bike to the, the hospice where mum was and sort of walked into her ward and shook the keys at her and said, look, I've done it. I've, I've, I've passed my test. So she gave me a big hug and she just sort of said to me, promise me you'll you'll do this trip. Five days later, she passed away. So it was like, right, okay, I've I've got to do it. And uh, that was it. Literally, she passed away 2008, and on her birthday, 2012, I left, and that was it. Went off and wow. rode around the world. Well, well, first of all, man, thank you very much for sharing that story with us. Very personal, very so something I think everyone could learn <clears throat> from. From your mum saying those wise and comforting <laughs> words at that point. To, isn't it amazing how mums never stop being mums? Absolutely. They just never stop being mums. They always just know the right thing to say at the yeah. right time. That's that's an amazing story. And <laughs> and that's kind of what we're about here in broadcast is is getting to hear those tales. And so you went and did the ride, which mm-hmm. uh, is it, incredible. And like you say, if anyone's thinking about these things, and I know the world itself is maybe not where we'd want it to be right now, but things will change. Absolutely. Things will yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. And everyone needs to, because I've, I've, every year I've said to my brother, you know, the, the Rust to Rome, You'll probably mm-hmm. heard of the, the rest of them. Like, We're going to be the rest of them. Now, first of all, me and him in a car, we probably murder each other, to be completely <laughs> honest. 
because I'll level with you. If I'm driving, I might be all right, but as a passenger, I'm a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I get, I get bored. I get irritated. That's the reason you should do it. Push yourself. You know, get yourself out your comfort zone, and you just you never know what what might happen with something I, like that. You I don't want know. him to kill me. Leave me at the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> In, in Europe, I, I panic about it all the time. I just I wake up in the sweats. But uh, you did it. And that's one of the biggest things. You took ownership of a, a fear, the doubt, whatever it was, let it go. And you just went through it. So you, you hit the bike. How was that? How do you even go about what what's what's day one on the bike like making that trip? What's that, <clears throat> what's that even like? What's going through your mind? It's probably the the hardest part. Well, one of the hardest parts of of that whole trip for me was was leaving. You know, and when the uh -huh. day came to actually go, and I'd 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 got a bit of a, a social media following, nothing like it is now, but yeah. you know, at the time for me, it was big. There's I think five six hundred people following it or something on Facebook. Yeah, and about forty odd people turned up. Forty odd bikers turned up, and a couple oh, of guys yeah. turned up, and because. This is where everyone's going to hate me that didn't know. I, I was a copper at the time, so I, I used to work it down. Yeah, I know. I, so I this is, listen, this is just, this is just, <laughs> just so we know this. I mean, this, just ignore that. Just. <laughs> so I left, I left from right outside Downing Street and uh, one of my charities that I did it for was the Royal British Legion. So we did it from the Cenotaph. So okay. there was a load of people there, you know, and and obviously when Big Bong, oh, Big Bong, Big Ben bonged nine, that was the time right. I said I was leaving. So we had a big escort, like my mates from the old bill in traffic, they were all there in the bikes and cars to to sort of see me out of London. And uh, when, when, when it came time to go, all of a sudden I was looking at all my friends and family that were there, my missus was there, and I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Why why am I leaving all this to to go who knows where, you know, and face who knows what. So that was that was a hard bit. But honestly, once once you're on the road, once yeah. you've, I, I think it takes five or six weeks to settle into a, a big trip like that. Right. But once you've settled into it, it's just it's just everyday life. Except you're on a bike, you know. You, right. You're worrying where do I sleep? Where do I get fuel and food? And where do I have a poo? That's basically that's basically wow. it. That's day to day life, you know. It's it's interesting to see the the levels, the list you put on there. It's going going for a shite is right at the bottom. Well, Which, those who know me will know it's maybe not always like that. It's it's the Scotsman in you. you. Can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. It's always where is my next shite coming from? That's what we need to know. Um, but the, the reason I say about that is like, because it is such a, I mean, so much, I can only think about like, you know, back in the old days when I would hit the road to go and gig or go and tour mm. and what have you. Seems like buttons in terms of what, what you're talking about. If anyone's been, they might not plan in somebody will put in a family holiday and think, right. can, it get, can it get more complicated than this? Yeah. How long were you away for in total? Uh, 442 days, about a year and a half I was away. Bloody hell. Yeah. Bloody hell. So, well, I had um, a, wee, a wee break in the middle. I, right. it, well, in the middle, about actually, it was seven weeks to the day I left. I was uh, back in the UK because it okay. it went a little bit wrong in West Africa. So I I ended up back in in the UK for a wee bit just to try okay. and. A, a long story short, I was relieved of a lot of money in one country, just that I had a bad experience at that part. So um, I ended up back in the UK for a while, back to work, getting some money together. I managed to pick up a sponsor, which was a huge help and yeah. um yeah left again and off i went oh brilliant well it's uh, um 
even at that, hitting a stumble like that and being able to go, I'm going to get back out there is a, is a, is a huge thing. I mean, lo losing money suddenly, we've all been hit by the puggy machines. So I can <laughs> I can completely understand <laughs> what happened. So what were some of the, how many different territories? Because the little bit of research and stuff that I've got to find about it online, mm -hmm. um, how many different places did you actually hit? Well, because we're not talking about, I mean, I mean, you were going through provinces and countries, and how many how many different places did you hit in total? I went through fifty four countries in total. That's um, incredible. Basically, I had to miss out in the Middle East. Right. So I really wanted to see Syria, and I really wanted to see Iran, and all uh -huh. these places, the stands, Kazakh, you know, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Yeah. I really wanted to see all that, but <clears throat> just at, at at that point, 2012 to 2014, Syria was basically just being decimated. You know, ISIS was a massive problem. There's still plenty of people out there who've been and travelled through there during those mm -hmm. times. People are people are doing what some people would think is insane stuff, but they're doing it and they're meeting lovely people and having great experiences. But I had I had a bad time at one point in West Africa, and I just thought, I think I've pretty much used my nine lives here. I'm not yeah. pushing it by going. Yeah by going you know there so i missed out i missed out three quarters of africa i missed out the middle east but I pretty much i pretty much ticked most of the others off you that's know the main incredible. continents yeah that's incredible that's incredible so um apart from the some of the, the bad times what, what were some of the real highlights give me a couple of the highlights that oh, okay. you could only experience when you were there i mean you're t it's such a unique thing on its own like uh like I've got to tour and I've got to do so. I've got to stand on the banks of Lake Malawi and watch the mm. sun come up. And it's like, yeah. can't it be that many people that have done this? Aye. Uh, after just telling dick jokes to 5,000 <laughs> very confused looking Africans, as we said, <laughs> <laughs> Malawian natives who just didn't look like they knew what was going on. But again, it looked funny. <laughs> so bless them, they laughed. Uh, but what were some of the experiences that, that you had? Give me, give me a couple of just those unique moments or even if it is just a moment of peace and a place i think the natural stuff sticks in my mind things like uh -huh. you know i was in i was in the in the atacama deserts the driest place on earth and sleeping uh -huh. in that at night and when you look up and you see the stars you know we don't see it here in in the uk because of all the light pollution but when you're in the desert in the middle of nowhere and you look up and you see the milky way and you just see like the depth of what is out there. It's an insane experience. I yeah. loved it. I loved sleeping in the desert. Um, things like Russia. Russia, I've I give talks and stuff about the trip. And and Russia for me was it was a revelation. It's like one of the friendliest places I've ever been to. The people were really? just so good. Yeah, so giving. And it's a total opposite of what, you know, I grew up through the Cold War, such as yourself as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. You're always taught Russia's the enemy, aren't you? And uh, I think maybe when you go on holiday, your experience of, of Russians is maybe Russians with money and they tend to come across as quite arrogant and quite obtuse, I think, a lot of the time. But when you're over there and you meet normal Russian people, they're... I got chatting with a Russian guy because I, I snapped the frame of my bike twice crossing Russia. And okay. I ended up spending like a day with this guy in his van. He drove me to the next town, like 24 hours. Just random bloke picked me up in a van and drove me there. And chatting to him about it, he was like, you know, for Russians, it's very easy. If we like you, you're like a brother. So uh -huh. you know, your literary family, your blood. And if we don't right. like you, we just we yeah. have nothing to do with you. We'll kill you. We, we have nothing to do with you. Just... 
you're nothing. But if we right. do like you, you're family. So uh, once, I, once I appreciated how the Russians were, they're a bit standoffish initially. And then once they've made that decision that they like you, it's, it's, they're just like, literally I was, I stayed with, with, with a family for four or five days who didn't really speak too much English. And they, they just looked after me for four or five days in this Russian sort of estate whilst oh. my bike was being repaired, you know, and they dealt with everything. Wouldn't take any money for it, nothing, you know, and they brought their family over, came in from other parts of Russia to come and meet me. And it was great. I loved it. They can't, um, they can't be too many Scotsmen that are coming through on a bike. That must have got right. Uh, Vladimir, you have to come round. We've found a Scotsman. I think we're not we're not keeping him. We'll have to release him to the wild again. But come, it's like having Shrek in the house. Come on, round. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. That'll do. Like like you said, there's this misconception. I mean, most of what I know about Russian people, I probably get from James Bond and Police Academy uh, films. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you just kind of make that assumption. But I guess at the end of the day, we're, we're people. At the end of the day, but that's crazy to think that. It's just a family's taking you in and looking mm. after you while your bike's been repaired. Yeah, it's interesting you said that with people at the end of the day. And that, that's definitely something that was reaffirmed time and time and time again on the trip. Uh -huh. Is that no matter where you're from, no matter, you know, what town you're from, what religion you are, what what culture you follow, what language you speak, it makes bugger all difference. Most people out there are exactly the same. They want to look after their family, yeah. they want to crack on with life. And if they can help you, they will. And they're interested in you as well. Everywhere, people, you know, I'm, I'm the same. If I, if I meet someone, you want you want to hear about them, don't you? You want to. Yeah, exactly. Where you're from, what you do. Everyone's like that, wherever you go. Which I guess rather neatly, and we will come back to the the adventures of Red Weather in a bit, does bring me to the podcast. Which does I, bring me to, to your podcast, because one of the cool things is, is, I mean, obviously you've had a, I had to ask, did you have a passion? You obviously had a passion for bikes for a long time, but, uh, or was that something that was ignited around about the time that you were watching the, the long way around? Cause I noticed you said, well, you made the decision to go and get the license mm -hmm. to get on the bike. Did yeah. you have a passion for motorbikes in general, like TT racing? And do you had, I, did you have a passion for all of it before then? It was just something that, you know, I always just thought our oh, bikes are cool. Yeah. But I, I could never have one, you know. My folks were really. I've turned out. It's, it's turned out that I found out my dad used to ride a bike, which I didn't know at the time. Like before oh, he met my mom and stuff. Exactly, ice. But um, you know, I never grew up with bikes, so it was just, it was just something that I always thought. When I'm older, I'll get one. And then, you know, once I in my twenties and I, I started working in the old bill and had the money to get one, I just didn't get one because I spent my life scraping them up off the road, you know. And it's just like oh, maybe these are dangerous. I'll not bother with it. But um, the second, the second I threw my leg over one and and you know rode one in my test, it was just it just lit a fire. It was like, oh yeah, ah. this this is life. This is this is what I'm meant to do now. So, and that's that it. it. When you when you get passionate about something, you just Aye. kind of ingest everything about it. But but it Absolutely. it does bring me to the podcast. Like you say, you, you love talking to people, and mm -hmm. we're all just people at the end of the day, and getting to hear other people's stories yeah. on the podcast that you do. One of the coolest things about it is not a lot like this. You're getting to chat with people whose you know passions are from involved with bikes and what what led to the podcast then because it's it's quite a shift from doing one thing. What what led to the podcast? Joe Rogan. I, I, I was listening to Joe Rogan and just thought I love this format because yeah for for me YouTube YouTube is all about 
keep things moving. You can't you can't linger on anything in, on YouTube. You know, it's literally every six to eight seconds the the the, the shots got changed. You've got to keep people stimulated all the time, and you know you've got to keep it as short as you possibly can, ideally, yeah, to keep that viewer retention. Whereas on a podcast, you look at like Joe Rogan, three four hours, he's just sat there chatting, and I loved the. I loved the way the conversation was real. It just, yeah. it could go anywhere. You, you know, you might be talking with a, like for me, I might be talking with a TT racer, but during that conversation, you might start talking about, you know, jeez, I, I don't know, uh, crikey, you know, tiddlywinks or something. You know, you just don't know where the conversation's going to go. Well, just just so yeah, I would like to apologise for the use of the word tiddlywinks if anyone's watching <laughs> and anyone is offended by that. We've got a lot of woke people that watch this. We're going to get deplatformed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tedley Wiggs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the game. Hey, <laughs> uh, listen, annual annual last year was a stripper called Tiddly Wings, and if she's watching, oh, I... <laughs> uh, but but that's one of the things yeah, <laughs> she, she says hello. Uh she's uh, next door. No, the thing is, uh, uh, you wanted to engage people in real conversation, and that's one right. of the natural things. I mean, we, we were talking about it a little bit before we came on. It depends on who you're talking to sometimes, how the conversation mm. goes, but that's yeah, how it is in real life. Mm -hmm. um, and Joe Rogan's a great example for that because, I mean, obviously he has planned and we know that there's an element of it that is produced and what have you. Of course it is. He's being paid, you know, $140 million or whatever it is mm. a year. But the conversation is general. You can go in other places. I mean, I, mean, don't, I doubt anyone's going to be, you know, What's your, what's your favourite type of dildo? I don't know. If that, that could be the way the conversation could go. <laughs> and, and if that happened, it'd be odd. It'd be odd as what would I? Well, listen, what would I call it? <laughs> but um, and and how has that been the reaction for people that you've you've approached? Because it is a relaxed style. You're you're very mm. easy to talk to. People really open up as well, which is cool. Aye. And I mean, people sometimes I mean are like, yeah, I obviously want you to talk about you know, what, what I'm here to talk about. But yeah. it's nice to keep it quite open as well. It's like, Definitely. well, if, if we do end up talking about, you know, the, the box set of you know, Babylon 5 or Ghostbusters or something, then that's what we end up talking about. But yeah. um, uh, how have people reacted then? How have people reacted? Well, to well I, I uh, specifically picked my first sort of half dozen guests because mm -hmm. I knew that they were, they were, you know, similar to me, similar mindset to me. They were easygoing. They would open up about everything and anything, but they're not, you know, they weren't dickheads. They were sensible-ish people. So I knew we would have a laugh. I knew we'd have some fun. There's always a beer or two involved, which chills people out and helps the conversation Definitely. go. So Definitely. once, say, the, the first six or so were, were in the bag, I could then contact people who perhaps I didn't know or didn't know particularly well. And I could say, look, I'd love to get you on the podcast. This is what it's all about. Go and check out these previous, because it's on YouTube and it's on like yeah. audio yeah. podcast format. Go and check them out. Have a look. If they think it's something that you're interested in, then I'd love to chat with you. So people have that reference point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they can look at that and go, okay, well, I'm, I'm happy in that sort of relaxed environment and that, that sort of manner, how that conversation may go. So so far, it's not really been an issue. I've had yeah, I've had one that I've had to. I don't edit them either. You know, the long form, nothing's edited. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but one I had to alter slightly because an outside influence contacted me saying it would really help me out if you maybe just got rid of this little bit. So 
Fair dues, fair dues, fair dues. <laughs> I don't think we've. I, mean, I try and play it a little bit safer for John because it's like, uh-huh. bless him. And I know that he's watching and he would let me do anything, but then it's like, nah, I don't think I should do it. Because <laughs> it's like a couple of Googles and you'll find some of my material. And it's like, well, I don't think we want any of that in the yeah, show, man. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody wants to hear my theory and why I think all ghosts are perverts. No one needs to hear that. No one needs to hear that. I do. Go. All right, okay, let me explain. <laughs> if you just do the numbers game on this, Bruce, right? You do the numbers game on this. So, like, I don't know. Uh, let's say 50 million people die every year, right? You're throwing a number out there, right? Because there's, like, I don't know, 8 billion people in the world or something like that. So with that definition, right, there has to be billions of ghosts around. Unless you're, like, alive for 100 years and then you die again, which sounds pish, but there you go, right? So let's say at any given time there's at least 80 billion ghosts around. If you just do the numbers game on that, right, it's going to be at least a good billion who are all perverts. We're dirties, and there's no two ways about it. So basically, there's a good chance that anytime you take your trousers down, one of them's putting their finger up your ass, <laughs> just because they can't help themselves. And that's why you get an itchy arse, right? <laughs> that's, my, that's my theory. And that's why not everyone gets an itchy arse at any given time. Oh, I, didn't no. say, I didn't say it was a solid theory. But... You just changed my life. <laughs> Derek Akora's not on the telly anymore. I could, I could. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if John will be happy about that at all. To be honest, <laughs> cut. Yeah. Like, well, we don't, yeah, we've had a phone call from uh, Yuri Geller. <laughs> I love the fact I tried to think of one singing medium, and that's the only one I could think of. Do you think, like, and there's a good chance that just to make other ghosts laugh, I'm pretty sure Patrick Swayze probably goes into pottery classes and hugs people when they're on a bit. It's probably going to happen, man. Just. <laughs> Right, I've got a quick message here. Um, first of all, my ghost theory is reacted. Uh, ever thought about taking the bike? We'll do with some questions as they come in. If anyone does have any questions, just hit us up. We'll do them in real time. We'll like to jump around, keep it moving. Ever thought about taking the bike on famous routes following the Orient Express and such like? So... Yes, I, I've, I've done I've done quite a few already. Like the, the Transfer Garrison Highway, that's a famous road in Romania, the Top Gear Road. Do you ever yes. see... Where, that one where they went, you know, it's in Romania. It's, they said it was the best road ever. So yes. on my trip, I was like, well, I've got to see that. I've got to, I've got to go there and do that. So you know, I did that. I, um, lots of places over in Spain. I tend to try and, I tend to try and look for the iconic, you know, riding mm. roads. The ones that the must ride roads. So well, everyone I, does. Like I mean, I hate to say everyone does. I mean, I've not done it. Like Route sixty six is I, one that uh, comes yeah, up. The, you, you, you've got the one here. You've obviously got the uh, the, 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 the Highland five hundred. The Highland five hundred. Um, but there is like they say the one in Romania. What other roads? Any other routes that jumped out, or any other? I I don't know. Iconic or film ones? You you've you've thought there's of? Uh, there's one. Well, there's loads in the states, but there's one called the Tale of the Dragon in the states which is a famous Whoa. sort of biking driving road it's right. um oh god what's it on the blue ridge the blue ridge parkway i think it is so right. you've got um uh, tennessee uh georgia north and south um oh blimey I've, what's my my geography's gone can't remember so it's a combination of about four states that all meet and there's this beautiful mountain range that's up there and uh, there's a just amazing, amazing riding roads off of all of them. And one of them's called Tale of the Dragon. It's got like 311 curves in the space of 11 miles, I think it is. So I went okay. and did that on my trip as well. So yeah, I'll always, I'll, I've got a list actually of of these iconic roads. And I'll tick them off when I've done them. 
Oh, brilliant. So, and so there yeah. is still more plans to get out there. Oh, oh, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole YouTube channel is... I mean, the, the podcast is like a subsidiary thing, really. It's the, yeah. the whole YouTube channel is it's how I, it's my job now. You know, I, I make my living on YouTube now. So that's brilliant. Um, <laughs> it's hard work. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you, you know, I'm I'm always looking for content for that. So it used to be I've got you know I had a tour company. I'd take people away and do tours in Spain and Morocco yeah. and all this sort of stuff. But COVID. COVID arrived a week after I went self-employed when I left. Oh, no, shit! Yeah, yeah, so it's been a rough year. <laughs> I bet it has, man. Well, that's the thing. Everyone's got to get so inventive. Like, again, right. we were talking about just before we went on, like, this has become my comedy club stage for the last mm -hmm. year, which mm -hmm. is mental when you think about it. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, not nearly half as profitable as the actual job, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we, we make amends. Um, but you've had to get creative for this, and the, the podcast, like I say, has got such a good reception, and because you've got legitimate experience that I think a lot of people don't have. And you talked about how you felt sitting down watching that DVD mm -hmm. and the words from your mum, but in many ways, the stories that you're giving out and you're getting from people on your podcasts, do you, have they been inspiring people in the, in the same way, living almost vicariously through you and going, you know, if you can, I mean so can I. They, they inspire me, but I know I hear, I get great feedback from, from people as well through social media. You know, I, I listen yeah. to this podcast and that guest and, you know, I found them really inspiring. I love their attitude towards life. I always try to get people on who, who have, you know, a, a positive out. There's nothing worse than getting somebody on that's just, oh, this is shite. This is crap. You know, they were, they were rubbish. I don't really want to talk to people like that. You know, there's enough negativity in the world. So I want, I want positive people on that, yeah. that, are, that are getting out there and doing something, you know? So that's, that's, that's sort of as much fuel for me as anyone else that's listening. You know, it's, it's nice to have people on there and to interact with people and feed off them as well. And it's great to get the, the feedback off of others who who get the same sort of positive impact from it that I do. So yeah, yeah, I love yeah it. all that. Well, we've let's get back a little bit to the trip around the world. Just oh, well, yeah. little, around the world, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, um, we've heard some of the uh, the the interesting, unique experiences. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a couple of the bad ones, but let's keep them nice and light. Let's keep them more funny, shall we say, than okay. than bad. There's going to be a couple of ones because for you to do over 400 days on a bike, um, there's got to be a couple that not. I always put them as the ah experiences. You know, one of those ones where you suddenly you're walking down the street and you go, "Oh, for goodness sake, I can't believe that aye. happened." Oh, uh, oh, it's going to be a couple of those. Definitely. I mean, I, I remember. I I vividly remember on the trip some days just waking up going, I can't be arsed with this, you know, yeah. and then you, you have to sort of pinch yourself and go, get a grip. You're, you're living a dream here. You're riding a bike around the world. And you know, some days you just want to be sat in your pants on your sofa watching yes. site TV. But um, there's, there was one, one time at band camp, there was one time that really sticks out and I've spoke about it loads before I'd, I'd contract. If this involves a flute, if this involves a flute, I won't know what to do. If this involves a flute, flute, flute would have come in handy actually on this one. But, um, I'm very Scottish. I, uh, <laughs> I'd, uh, well, they think I'd contracted dengue fever when I was going down through Indonesia, so I was feeling really rough, and I, I'd spent like three days just holed up in this room because I, I I couldn't I couldn't stay off a toilet. So you know I was I was just stuck. It's coming out Bucking everywhere. It at both ends. Oh man, it was it was horrible. So 
yeah. but I had I had to get to this ferry port to get this ferry to start island hopping my way through Indonesia to get down to Timor. So okay. um, I, I was like, if I missed it, I think it was like another five days before the next ferry, and and I just I wanted out. I wanted to get that ferry. So I sort of thought I must be empty by now. There can't be anything left. Got on the bike. It oh, doesn't that's help. the most horrible feeling. <laughs> I know it in the does. World. I know. So There's I'm nothing. Really sorry. There's if you nothing. Your no. I do apologize. All I'm going to say is, any you described it, and I know for a fact there'll be plenty of people going. I know exactly that yeah, feeling. Yeah. I know exactly Absolutely. that feeling. So you're 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 running empty, but thankfully the bike isn't. Uh, what what are we up to? Um, I, I did the bike on a sports bike as well, a Suzuki GSXR thousand, just because I wanted to be different, uh-huh. and and that's the bike I owned. So you know, no one was sponsoring me. That's the bike I'm taking. Okay. So um, and I did it in in race leathers as well, in two piece leather suit. So I'm in hundred percent humidity, forty odd degrees in leathers. Riding a sports bike with dengue fever, I was feeling rough as. And at one stage, I thought, I think I'm going to be sick. And before I could stop, I threw up in my helmet. And at the same time that I threw up, it came out the other end as well. So I mean, I'm actually, I've got it on camera. I stopped. No way! Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped at the side of the road and I was just like, today is not a good day, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I will level with you. If I'd have known that, I'd have been demanding the clip and we'd have been looking at it right now. <laughs> that, that's 250 quid on you being framed if ever I held it. <laughs> uh, it was the aftermath. That was all. <laughs> I don't I think did... I went into as much detail to say you really don't want to see my uh, my pants at the present moment in time, but oh, it wasn't Jesus. a good day that. Definitely. And I had to stay like that till I found somewhere where I could have a shower and a, and a wash, which I'll tell you now was a couple of days later. So. <laughs> Don't worry. We've, listen, we've all, I've shat myself more times than I have any business telling grown ups. I mean, I've told it this before. I shat myself on a seesaw once. Uh, nice. I, I actually I got hit so hard playing rugby, I shat myself, and it was like, I, I need to go. You? I mean, you've, got, well, you've got to tell a field of rugby players. <laughs> Guys, it's bad. <laughs> You get a round well, of applause for that. It can't be that bad. It's like, that's bad. It's bad. Point. And then people got close enough and they went, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> when rugby players are going, grown men, grown <laughs> men. <laughs> what position were you? Uh, 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 well, I played sevens. So, uh, as you know, in sevens, like pressure, basically, you're playing everything at that point. So, my team <laughs> were more than willing <laughs> to go down to six. <laughs> well, I went and cleaned myself up. <laughs> so so don't worry about that and, uh, I also watched my neighbour accidentally peg himself in a bit of fence yesterday but we can talk about that another time um, <laughs> he looked right at me I felt like I was part of it <laughs> <My accent. laughs> just as he's, he's trying to figure out his face if he liked it or not um, good neighbours well, that's it, do you know what I mean friends. he's going to be knocking on that door <laughs> Billy come round he just needs to look at me when I'm doing something <laughs> Um, tube and a hamster yeah i think i might move i think i might move now actually um just in case anyone's wondering the house is gonna be everyone's gonna be going i'll buy your house off you because it's gonna be worth <laughs> fuck all because you want to move um so we've we've had uh, you effectively uh ringing yourself out on a bike Aye. which i think is the only way we can really put at it um yeah. but uh you mentioned america you mentioned mm-hmm. america which um and obviously, you've you've you travelled through other um, kind of Western culture places that mm-hmm. we, we should say uh, the experience in America um, it, it becomes almost so cinematic. Was there any particular 
you you talked about how embracing the people of Russia were and how they've yeah. been in other places. How was it in America for you going uh, right right across? That the same? same. Yeah, there absolutely. Is. Everywhere was the everywhere apart from you know this one Mauritania and West Africa. I just I don't know why they just didn't take to me at all. But everywhere else. I mean, I mean, like, I, I love going to the States, but yeah. I, I'd only ever done, you know, I've one of my best mates lives in, well, he lived in New York and Manhattan for a while. Now he's settled down and got married. He's moved sort of upstate New York. So we went there. My wife lived in, in Boston for a long time, so we'd go there. Oh. So that and, and sort of Florida were the only experiences I'd ever had of the States, you know, it was not like the touristy places, basically. Oh, so right. on, on yeah. this trip, I was literally going everywhere and just meeting normal people you know I, again yeah. normal people that i didn't know were following on social media or were friends or family of people that were follow on social media and they would be like oh if you're in you know if you're in texas you've got to you got to contact my second cousin three times removed bob that lives here and put me in touch and it's same same again people just opened the doors to, you know and their families to to me and you know the hospitality everywhere on the, the, the planet was was amazing. It's just amazing. Now, to do that and to go international as well, because like you say, when you're traveling to these places, people are going to go, that's the, you know, that's the guy that drove through, you know, Pensacola, Florida, or, you know, that's the guy that's going to just pick the name out of the air. I don't know why I say, I've never, I think before this moment, I've never said the words Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> don't know why that popped in there. Uh, probably because I call it in it or something. Um, but you're going across all those places and it is like people don't get how different. I mean, I, I, which I've never understood because in the United Kingdom, and you know this, living down in Kent and having spent time in, you know, Northern Scotland as well, it's just the differences in mm. terms of culture, but the, the people do stay the same. Aye. And um, and all these people, like you say, they, they've been following you and continuing to follow you on social media. Mm -hmm. we, we have to talk about lockdown because yeah. what an absolute ball ache of a thing this has been Aye. and uh, we hope everyone's staying safe and we hope everyone's going to get their shots and we hope everyone's Absolutely. being careful and we're going to get back to what whatever level of normality we can sooner or later fingers crossed uh, let's keep kicking COVID's arse um, oh um, but how has lockdown been for you because we didn't get a lot of warning. Like you say, you were planning, well, like I was. I had like gigs in the diary. Mm. I think, you know, we all had stuff. We just had a baby. We were like, we're going to get out and travel. All that shut down. But it was like, people don't, I, th I sometimes think like when we started hearing about it in February of 2020, which is really when it was, maybe a little before that. And then basically two weeks time. Boom. Yeah. Sh shut it all down. Shut mm -hmm. it all down. How was that for you? I mean, you spoke about the fact that and again, I've got nothing but sympathy because I know many people that are in the same boat. You take the plunge, self-employed business, solid idea. People are interested. This can't fail. Let's fucking do this. Aye. What was the thoughts going through your head, mate? Because you've talked about so much positivity. How was that for you for that period? How did you how did you turn, no pun intended, how did you turn into the curve? I uh, I shit myself initially because um, literally within <laughs> I was on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I, within I think the first three days of lockdown, I lost yeah. two sponsors that that effectively made up you know half my income at the time. So mm. I was just like, oh oh shit, um, what am I going to do here? Uh, 
I've still got a mortgage to pay like everybody else. In yeah. fact, we, we got three blooming mortgages to pay. So, you know, I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do here? So I did, I made some contacts back with my old chief governor where I used to work to basically right. say, look, I mean, there's people that follow the channel know there was underlying. So I was under investigation because another copper complained about one of my videos on YouTube said that I was speeding and, and riding like a dick. Um, which you can watch the video. It's the BMW S thousand R Arvid. I'm, I'm not riding like a dick. I was riding quick, but I wasn't riding like a dick. But anyway, they complained to our sort of internal affairs, which then meant I was served a, an investigation notice and okay. effectively taken off front. I used to carry a gun, but I was had all that taken off me and chucked in an office and told, "You're there for two years whilst we look into this." Um, and then two they gave years. me the ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they gave me the ultimatum that. Um, whatever happens, you have to stop all social media. You're not allowed to do any social media anymore. So it was basically at that point, I, I just thought, you know, I think I've had enough of this job now. I'm, I've outgrown it. It's not it's not what I joined for. It's changed. I don't like it. So I, I left, but I did contact my old governor and say, look, Gov, any chance? Can I, can I come back? And he was like, yeah, you can come back, but I'll tell you now, they'll put you straight under investigation as soon as you come back. So effectively it was like you know, i can't i think i would rather i'll get a job i'll get a job doing whatever okay. so uh, i'm not going back into the old bill that's so that's then, then i was that like, would have been easy that would have been easy for you know I, to, that would have been understandable understandable maybe that's a better way uh uh you know putting it taking that it was it was my wife actually my wife's my wife is a copper she she works in the, the same department i used to and she mm -hmm. was just like you know don't don't do it you weren't you weren't happy you know you're much happier out just don't do it you'll find a job i i can work more overtime we'll we'll make it happen so she she's always been my rock you know she's she was with me when i did the whole round the world trip she stayed at home whilst i went and did all that so you know she's a you know i was I, I was gonna bring that up like <laughs> yeah, what, a special, special, what, what a complete that she's a keeper she's there i said yeah she's a keeper i've tried but she won't go anywhere you know she was still there when i came back it was like, oh god oh, come on look at this um, she might be but, listening i didn't mean that dear yeah but she she's giving you all the support and it sounds like it's worked out yeah 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 and and things are just you know the people that are following thank you so much to everyone out there that i have a do you know what patreon you know what patreon is i have a, a patron yeah. sort of um community and that it was like the bat signal went up as soon as COVID hit and it, and it just exploded. You know, I, I went from having a couple of patrons to, I think there's 500 on there now. And I mean, you know, those, those people club together, even if it's a quid a month, you know, they club together and that, that makes up a, a big part of my income that's helped me survive through COVID. So, you know, I can't thank people enough for that. Um, and yeah, you know, just sort of, the first year was all right. Last year was okay. I was just editing. You know, it's I edit videos, so I'm sat in an office editing all the time. So COVID wasn't really that much different. But this last one, since about December, I've I found really hard. I've just I've had enough. I, I want I want to get out there again. I I, I get you. I because I think we <clears throat> we had the summer last year, and things seemed to be in such a going in a positive direction, and then we started hearing that they weren't, and then. Yeah. Obviously, Christmas, and uh, again, we, if anyone's watching, and I say this virtually every other week, if anyone has lost someone or if anyone's mm. suffered ill effect, you know our hearts are with you as much as they can Absolutely. be. Um, 
hopefully we will get out of this sooner or later. But uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think certainly I felt that from social media. I felt that myself. I mean, I'm I'm not going to pretend like I'm you know this doesn't affect me. It certainly does. Uh, but then you do realize you do have to pick yourself up and you do have to keep coming through it. And mm. and 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 it is nice because people do hold you up. People do hold you up with even like you'll get a message or something or yeah. uh and and then you realize that it's actually a two-way thing. You're holding other people up and they're holding you up and absolutely, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you'll become a part of people's families almost. Mm. And how ironic that you know, there you you built up this following, you built up this, you know, I because I, I, I hate using the phrase fans. I've never been a fan of the, the word no, I don't ironic. like saying that. Yeah, I, I don't I, I always like prefer supporters. Uh -huh. You know, and I'm saying that because I, you know, I work in pro wrestling, I work in radio, I work in uh, stand up, right. and those are all places where egos can get the better of people, and they can, oh, my fans, my fan base. And it's <laughs> like, I always think of people being like that as supporters, and the way you uh -huh. speak so fondly of the people that are, you know, on the Patreon and are listening in. Is that how you view these people that are listening to Teapot One? Absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do what I'm doing, and I wouldn't do what I'm doing if it wasn't for the support and feedback I get from people, you know, I've, I've, I'll, I'll not give out any specifics or, or, um, or names, but I, I've had messages when I was on my trip that, that have stayed with me ever since. I had messages mm -hmm. from people who were terminally ill that were like, I've always wanted to do what you're doing and I'm able to live it through, through you. And then I like, now I've had people contact me who are really struggling mentally you know, with COVID, with what's going on. And they're just like, you know, listening to you chat with people on the podcasts or that vid that you did on this bike where you went there, you know, that is really helping. And and I love I love that, being able to to give something back to to the people that are effectively, you know, keeping me employed and, and letting yeah. me do essentially what is my dream job. You know, I'm I'm living my dream effectively at the moment. So long may it last and I can't well, thank people enough for the support. Look, man, you're motivational to me. That's all I'm going to say. Is as as a, as a as a as a as a comedian and all the stuff that I don't do. Like I I logged into my YouTube for the first time in ages today and went, oh my god, I've got 500 subscribers. I don't I don't use it for anything. And then I immediately you know, was overcome with guilt of like I should probably start doing some stuff. <laughs> I should probably start doing some stuff. And, uh, I, I, I reckon it's got to be it's got to be worse than crack, man. So like social media because I always try, I always take the opinion that if someone's taking the time to leave me a comment. As yeah. long as it's not, as long as it's not, you know, you're a dickhead, you still get comments like that. But oh, yeah, if someone's yeah. taking the time to leave me a comment, whether it's constructive criticism or or praise or or, or anything, I, I just think, well, I'm I want to give them the time. You know, I want to reply yeah. as yeah. much as I can. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer in whenever anyone would come to a live show, it was always, and even with this, of course, it's mm. like you could have done anything with your time. <laughs> you could have done anything. You've been in here, and I really appreciate that. I'm mm. hoping that you're not getting to the 50 minute mark and going, well, that was a waste of time. Because I would basically say, you need to be a better judge of time. <laughs> like, I have never been 50 minutes into a film and went, well, that was, I didn't get to the end a lot of the rings and go, well, that was nine hours wasted. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you ever do that? And you know something, it's the old expression, I'm a big believer of, why bother making a negative comment? It's like the equivalent of throwing dust at someone into high wind. It's just going to come back and hit you in the face. Just it, it is. I'm a firm believer in karma. Like I've, I, I used to be in my younger days. People that know me, like through my uni days, and especially when I first started the old bill, it's very cynical, and everything was just pardon upon black and white to me. You know, right. it's right and it's wrong. 
it's this way or it's that way. That's it. Ultimately, that's the way it is. And the older I've got, I sort of become a bit of a hippie now, you know. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like I, I believe in karma. I think what goes around comes around, and yeah. I genuinely think if you've got a positive attitude towards something, and and you work for it, it'll happen. You know, as long as you don't give up, it will happen at some point. As long as you keep doing your very best, and it's what you really want to do, it will happen. And I, I, I kind of try to live like that, really. And, but you know what I mean? Like there, there is a lot of negativity, especially in social media. There's a lot Completely. of negativity out there. And I'm just there's enough. I don't I don't want to surround myself with it. So I'll I'll try and just push that to the side and just not bother with that. Love it. It well, is hard because occasionally you do bite back, don't you? And you're like, you oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I've been I've been <laughs> mean to love like I I remember like I got a tweet in my radio show not that long of going it was a guy saying uh, fight me billy kirkwood or whatever it was and i and i, and I literally looked at his uh i can't remember he had like two followers whatever it was and uh and i sent him back a snapshot of his profile picture and it went the only thing you're fighting is diabetes you fat cunt and i felt really bad i felt i felt awful i felt mm -hmm. awful because it was like Man, that was like that was Godzilla versus Japan. He did did <laughs> nothing. He just hates the guy the radio played pink. Do you know uh, what I mean? Like, uh, and that's fine. He's allowed to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I was a, I was in the wrong. I he's allowed. He's allowed. Aye. So the way I used to look at it when when I was in the old bill, and you you'd obviously get have a lot of abuse off of off of people in the street at times. And yeah. the way I used to look at it is, it's not personal because they don't know me. No, you know, they don't know you. If they know you and they call you a prick, then yeah. okay, and there's venom behind it, then you're like, mm, maybe I should listen to this. But if they don't yeah. know you, whatever, just let them vent off. It's but like I came off Twitter. Twitter was just, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I just, oh, I've had enough. I left that. Look, mate, if there's if anyone ever gets a hold of the hide list, that I, <laughs> there's like these like comedians, there's like there's so many people that will follow me as. <laughs> They ever see them? Like, he follows me, but he never really responds. That's because I can't see your fucking tweets. Uh, why, bo why bother? Uh, right, I tell you what. I, do you know the thing is, we are going to have to do a part two of this, or we're going to have to ca catch up a lot more because this has been so much fun. We'll have Brilliant. to do Love this it. again. We'll have to do Absolutely. this again. But we've got a wee bit of the show where it's this or that. Uh, what I've got is a bunch of rapid fire questions for you. Uh, and we get all this and that for you. We just get to know a little bit, kicking the tiles, if we will, uh, before we uh, we get finished, we get we get finished up. So first of all, Google or Apple? Oh, Apple. Good shit, good shit. Uh sleep in or wake up early. Oh, I'm a sleep in. I kind of get my arse out of bed in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh TV binge or read a good book? I hate to say it, it probably I don't I, I do neither really, but if I have to, it would be TV. But I don't exactly. really watch much TV. Exactly. I don't need a book, it's just ridiculous. It's like I just don't need that. <laughs> I've got I've got a dog that's always judging me. It's like why why are you watching why are you the film? Me? Why why are, you, why are you watching the film? The book's so much better. Shut your face, you <laughs> you don't know me. Uh chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Chocolate, good shout. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know these people. Uh, let's see. Red or white wine? I'm not a white. I, I'm just not a wine person. Uh, if I had to, probably red. Let's see. Good, good shout. Good shout. Uh, um, let's see. Um, ba -ba 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 -bum. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. All oh, right. Okay. Controversial. I I agree with you completely. I agree with you. On the, uh, uh, I didn't clock that. Big Coke fan, big Coke fan. <laughs> uh, cute kittens or fail videos? 
Oh, it's got to be fail, isn't it? It's got everybody be loves a good fall. I mean, we yeah, all talked yeah, about definitely. positivity, but everybody loves a good fall. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> everybody loves a good fall. Uh, bright colours or neutral tones? Well, believe it or not, I actually like bright colours. Um, yeah, I, well, I like, I'm a big fan of red or blue in colours. Oh. Text message or phone call? See, this is where I'm changing as I get older. Used to be text, probably now phone call. All right, but I don't, you. I don't, I don't do any very often anymore. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big phone call guy. See if it goes beyond three texts, I will phone right. you. So right, just, <laughs> just phone me and get it over and done with. What and the, the reaction people give you? <laughs> what, what are you phoning? <laughs> I'm just not wanting to write a novel to you. Will you just pick up your fucking phone, especially if they uh, FaceTime you. They FaceTime you. You're like, what are you doing? It's just no. Just, especially when they can't FaceTime right and they look like a thumb with tits or something. They're just like, you hold the phone in front of you. Uh, last couple, too hot or too cold? Well, which would I prefer? Yes. Probably cold. Probably cold. Good shout. And finally, where can people get more information about the Teapot One podcast, your good self, and how can they support you continuing through this lockdown bastard? Thank you very much. The best bet is just go to the website, teapot1.com. T-E-A-P-O-T-O-N-E, teapot1.com. And there's links there to the YouTube channel, Patreon, if you want to go down that way. Yeah. There's links to the podcast website. The podcast is on all the main podcasting platforms, but there's a specific website there as well. Uh, so on all the social media, Facebook and Instagram, it's all linked from the website. So, yeah, that's Brilliant. the place to go. And, and finally, is there any chance, is there any chance we're going to see a director's cut release of, and you'll pardon the use of the word release, of you on the bike? <laughs> Taking us through that when you wrung yourself dry. <laughs> and, uh, are we going to see a special director's cut at any point? Oh, wow. Well, it's coming up for the 10-year anniversary in... <laughs> October. Oh, we got to get the, the Blu-ray. We got to get the Blu-ray. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking about doing a re-edit to mark the 10-year anniversary. So I'm for you, just for you, Billy. I might I might do that. Yes, <laughs> I need that. I need that in my life. Bruce, this has been so much fun. Uh, uh, let's do it again very very soon. I'll pop you Absolutely. back in the green room and I'll finish up you on broadcast. Everyone, make sure to check out Bruce Smart T Paul One. All the information. Don't worry, we'll put it in the links. Uh, everyone, give it up for the wonderful Mister Bruce Smart. Thank you very much, just, sir. Just, uh, just. All right, that's all we've got time for on this episode of Broadcast and our brand new slot here on Sunday nights. Don't forget, you're going to be able to check out all the archive over at the Broad Beard YouTube page. You can also subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Check out the audio version of this podcast. That's right, you can listen to it in the car, you can listen to it on the bike, you can listen to it in the penny farthing if you're that way inclined uh, make sure to check out all the old episodes we've got some fantastic guests and loads of mental guests still coming as well and don't forget to check out our wonderful guest today Mr Bruce Smart head over to check out Teapot One it's an amazing podcast uh, lots of fun to listen to whether you're into bikes or not you're going to be some interesting people and you're going to have yourself a bloody good laugh right that's all we've got time for on this week of broadcast oh a couple of bits of business don't forget tomorrow night you can check out Monday Night Improv that's right it's the show I do along with some other amazing comedians totally improvised made up on the spot with your comedy sketches based on your suggestions Monday night 8.30 you can see it on Twitter you can see it on Facebook and you can see it at the Stand Comedy Club's YouTube channel tune in completely off the cuff, completely made up. Uh, make sure to check that out Monday nights. Right, well, we're going to be back next Sunday with another brilliant guest. I have been Billy Kirkwood, I think.
Yeah. Is this even Sunday? Who are you? 